not professional at all with this. I just make it up as I go along. <laughs> that is the way um, to do it. It is. <laughs> Everyone, in case anyone doesn't recognize me, maybe it's because I'm wearing a different shirt or something this time, or I have my hair a different way. It's, it's me again. <laughs> um, and I have two lovely guests today. Today we're revisiting um, Holy Fuck and Sacred Water. And we have the lovely Ulrika Carson again, who I've had the pleasure of interviewing too. But for a first time as well, I'm really thrilled to um, have the co-author of this book, Susanna. Um, Susanna... Silverhoy. Silverhoy, okay. I wasn't too sure whether you'd kept that part. Okay, so Susanna Silverhoy, who's also the co-author of this book, um, they're both absolutely fascinating ladies, and I had a quick uh, nosy around your website last night, Susanna, um, and your other one you created. Even then, you're kind of diving into these rabbit holes. Um, so for anyone who kind of doesn't know, Ulrika is already the author of two books, one which she's co-authored with Susanna. Um, she's a spiritual teacher, yoga therapist, feminine leadership coach. She has 28 years of holistic experience in various fields. She covers that much ground. She has that much um, workshops and things that she's done. Um, and Suzanne <laughs> is a transformational author. She has written two books and co-authored five. One, of course, with Suzanne. Um, God, I'm getting, getting my names mixed up here with Erika. She is also co-host of a podcast called Live the Impossible Show and has co-created the site Holy Land. Uh, she has many boot camps with tailored courses. Uh, she's, a, of course, a, an intuitive energy seer, seer and futurist, and she has many other titles, too numerous to mention in this behind her name. And like Ulrika, uh, she's also a feminine leadership coach. And we're here today to talk about Holy Fuck and Sacred Water, the book that they co-wrote together and just finished in 2019. So very, very warm welcome to both of you. I'm absolutely delighted to have you both and let's hope for a cracking interview. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having us and for being back. <clears throat> Our talks are always great, so I'm looking forward to what we will reveal today. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we'll we'll have something anyway. If, if we don't get anything covered, we'll have a good laugh anyway. But yeah, this um, why we're revisiting this book again is because, as I was saying to you, Ulrika, in our previous interview, like it took me so long to get through this because it is literally so dense. It's not an easy book to pick up and just race through chapters. It's not something that you could go to yourself, well, I'll read 20% per day. It's not like that. There is so much detail in it, so much to absorb that you can only, for me anyway, absorb a small piece a day um, before you need to take a break from that and just constantly let that flow and wash over you and let, let you kind of absorb that new information. Rereading the book or rereading sections again, uh, it's no surprise that I picked up on so much more else than I did for the first time. Like As, as we were saying just before we went live, I could make five interviews of this book even if it, if it may seem like, you know, there's quite a lot of ground or quite a lot of material covered in this interview, it's literally only the highlights. The book is that dense. It is incredible. Just showing the book. Yeah, just what showing the book. Yeah. You always have these beautiful covers on your book. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing cover for an amazing book. I totally agree. 
It is. It looks like some sort of book that's been pulled out of the Ark of the Covenant or something. It really is. <laughs> It looks like a right holy book. It's like a Bible. <laughs> it is, it really is. It really is a holy book. <laughs> they should have that in, um, well, maybe not quite in traditional Christian churches. They should have it somewhere. They should have it somewhere and people should read. People should actually read from that book and let people um, understand it. I was saying to Ulrika that I haven't really been on so much, but I'm on this uh, live uh, talk thing called Wisdom. It's an app. And sometimes I do book readings. And I'd say to Ulrika that it may be something that I uh, eventually turn to, to reading out chapters or pieces of that book, um, because you're going to connect with a whole new audience there. You know, if whoever's listening, a kind of daily book read. might be interesting to, to uh, initiate uh, new people into your uh, new church and new disciples, perhaps. So, <laughs> Brilliant idea. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Then. yeah. Yeah, I think, I think I'll do that if it's okay with you two. Absolutely. Totally. It's here to be shared and to make ripples on the water. <laughs> it, it definitely is. It's... it's and I had just not. I'm trying not to start uh, going to my own ramble, but I I have done some small videos on the importance of water and you know all about sacred water. But as I was saying to Ulrika, like the information in this book just blew me away. There was so much in this book, and it wasn't even just so much about you know. Obviously, I learned so much about water and blood and all of the rest of that, but all of the different stuff, like you know, you could. Literally, um, I can't think of the term, but you know, you could throw like a, I don't know, a, any kind of topic at this book, and you'll probably find it covered within it. Like it, it isn't just about um, water or you know the, the the concept of a holy fuck. But I mean, there's creation missing. It's Marian creation missing. There's holy sexuality. There's DNA. There's quantum physics. There are sections on the pineal gland about stargates about. Um, sacred yoni and lingam um all about dna uh, sexuality it's, it's literally that's what i'm saying it's so so dense there's so so much information in this and i guess that should be um highlighted for anyone who kind of thinks well hmm, i'm not too sure if that's a book for me literally there's so much more in this book than even the title suggests well the the subtitles suggests it's it's the the secret connections to everything so in that sense it, it does uh, because it's all about how everything is weaved together and we tend to separate things and see things in, in different aspects but it's all connected and if we are not aware of how many things that are connected and, and uh, we hold things under DNA how could we change the world? How can we change ourselves? And uh, and if we don't, like we cannot change what we are not aware of. And I think mm -hmm. that that's the the also part of the intention with this book is to really help people to start to see things from different perspectives because we are so indoctrinated into like a certain that to separate everything and separate into well this is from you know, into different type of sciences or everything, but it's all there and it's all connected. So yeah. we miss out on so much in life when we try to just 
see things from one angle. It's just like the elephant, you know, you have one person seeing the, the trunk and then the other one, the, the legs and the tail and, you know, and the ears and, and they're like, no, 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 no. And everybody argues. But if everybody was just zoomed out and yeah. start to see things from all the different perspectives, they will realize it's a bloody elephant, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and that is also oh exactly what we're saying. Like if you're only looking in one degree, one angle, you know, we, we know that the circle has 360 degrees. So if I'm only looking into one sort of degree, whether that degree might be, I'm missing out on the 359 degrees. So this book is like the circle covering 360 degrees. Yeah, it's, it's like it's everyone has a piece of the puzzle, don't they? And they're all kind of sitting there. And I guess this is where arguments kind of happen and uh, relations break down in this kind of overarching, truth-seeking spiritual community because everyone's kind of stuck in their own little narrative and thinking that I have the truth. When in actual fact, they only have a small piece of the puzzle. We need to realize that we only have a piece of the jigsaw. We need to connect these jigsaws all together to see the whole the whole picture, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you've you've both kind of mentioned that this was a kind of a channeled book, a divinely guided book. You were both kind of nudged to start in, in 2019. You said the book is a bridge into the new earth it will all look for. It's connecting the dots to ourselves. And um, it was a different writing process for you both. Um, you were both apparently writing a chapter on feminine leadership. And Ulrika, you had said that, why don't we all kind of write a <clears throat> something about sacred sexuality? And that sparked something within you, Tora. So you mm -hmm. reached out to Ulrika to, to get this kind of going. And I'm just kind of wondering um, about that process. Um, I know I spoke to Ulrika about her part, but and I know that you've mentioned this in the book, but how, like, the information, where did it come from? How did you manage to collect or collate all of this information? How did that writing process start, especially when Ulrika was racing ahead with her chapters? Well, I think that I've always been one of those intuitive. I see things and I just grasp. And, and so I've learned also to take actions on these inspirations. So when I get one of those ideas, there's no logic in it. And I, I just, you know, jump on it. And so I reached out to Ulrika and, and um, I think that it was in our conversations and connection that we started like, oh, we had ideas and then we started to just make lists of like what would be relevant and 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 then it, it you know took a life on its own so we would get we would sit and and write maybe separate things and then we would um and then we sat and tried to be quite, you know, like, how do we organize it? And we realized we can't do it that way. So we sat together and went through every word and every sentence together to, and then we would add things and how do we explain this? So it makes sense. And because it's one thing that, you know, I think that makes sense, but might not make sense for Rika. And so, so we would, really go into this 
amplified field or quantum field where we would see things that we would sit there and like, oh my God, I never thought about this before. Mm-hmm. So it was quite a like a um, almost like a magical journey together where we changed with every for for months when we would sit there in this space and go through and add and and then some we would it's like huh there's something that doesn't add up here and you know how how do we actually see this and and then we will leave the meeting and then literally within minutes there will be something that would inspire and like oh this is the missing piece so it was like a jigsaw puzzle that came together that we would never in our wildest dream could imagine when we started the process because we thought it would would be much more about the sacred sexuality and it's actually just a tiny little part that is about that and about the the yeah so that was just like the main focus and about the the water of uh, Ulrika and all of that and I have come from have done a lot of water research about structured water and and um you know the drinking water and and you know all of that type of thing so it's just like it, it we could see how it all just like huh i never thought about that that actually fits exactly because what from this perspective that adds up there and blah 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 blah, blah, blah. so it, it was a yeah a, a magical journey and co-creation and that i think that we have connected us as as soul sisters for the rest of our lives yeah i was going to say that yeah. you said you know obviously you didn't follow this normal teamwork um traditional method way of working you said describe it as more of a a feminine way of creating and adding as you said more content as more disclosure and, and awareness service so you actually took my next line which is the book took on a life of its own so yeah. you did <laughs> It sure did. Um, And it was, as as Susanna is saying, the book was growing on us and we realized that this is, you know, these are secrets that we all known for thousands of years that we, you know, like your universal law, like law of attraction, like a law of gestalt or whatever. So this became like one of the natural laws that we all know of, but that we have forgotten about it. And that is deeply buried beneath all these trauma or deep program that we all carry. So when we, when we were writing the book, you know, it was like this massive, massive sort of dawning and sort of insight that, oh my gosh, this is truly universal. This is truly, you know, way beyond the two of us, way beyond, you know, as humans, this is so much bigger. This is like like universal and multidimensional on so many aspects. And as Susanna was saying, that the book is also created to reactivate your individual path to remembrance. So, so when you read it, as you described, you go back into yourself, you absorb it, you melt it, you merge with it, and then you come out on the other side uh, transformational into higher levels of consciousness yeah yeah it's it's, it's as i said it, it, it's so much level of detail in it that it just it, it completely blew me away and I, I 
was I, I couldn't understand. I was like, where on earth did they get access to all of this information? And um, for me, I guess it was it was very liberating um, reading something like that. But I guess um, for a lot of people, it would probably be quite hard to to take in unless you're kind of open to that. Because as you've mentioned in the book that most people are, are not even aware of how limited their reality is. They believe that this 3D reality is all that there is. They're still in the matrix. And what you have both said is that you want to be the red pill to open your heart and open your eyes. Um, and I guess that comes with um, the idea, the concept that... Um, what we're doing when we're reading this book, when we're taking this information is it's transforming us. It's causing us to think in different ways. It's causing us to examine our lives and our reality in different ways. And that can be difficult. The biggest thing to do in this life is to transform yourself, transform yourself out of the reality that you've been kind of in. And another reason that you wrote this book is to address taboo and politically correct statements to provoke and challenge those beliefs, but it can be hard for people to to um, to awaken, to accept that you know the the reality that they see in, in front of them, the mundane kind of life, if I can say that, that they're accustomed to, is not all that there is. Yeah, and and it, it's also that one of the reasons why we actually say on the on the on the back that. You know, this this is not for the common man. This is for the the leaders, those who are in at the cutting edge, who are really here to make a difference, but feel so alone with these sometimes crazy ideas. And we we don't say that we have the truth. It's just an invitation for people to start to see things and for from different perspectives and and say. The truth that resonates with them will be be there, but but you know our truth is not necessarily someone else's truth. So it's just to give like a smorgasbord of of possibilities, and when you're ready, you can you know wow, never thought about that. Is that does that resonate with me? Is this part of my truth or or? And I think that that's part of of this transformational journey and help people to you know but sometimes we need to be shaken because it's we need and we need to start to take responsibility because we live in a society where people are blaming everyone else and everything else for why they feel like they feel and live the white life it's like my parents fault the society's fault or whatever and that is what keeps us stuck as well. So it, it actually takes a lot of courage to start to explore different possibilities. And even to stay in the questions like, whoa, could this be true? And how does that feel in your body? So it's, it's more like that, uh, an invitation not to take everything as this is the truth, but really to just feel what, what happens in my body, how, you know, start to get to know yourself. Remember. Some, I think the problem is, is we, we don't even know the basics of this. We've become so disconnected from our feelings, which are our guidance system. You know, our feelings don't lie to us. The truth will feel free. But when we don't even understand our feelings, 
we're just this complicated mess of feelings and emotions that we uh, are driven by rather than um, understanding. So we are very much kind of like the person who reacts to our experience and our emotions instead of being the observer and understanding what these feelings are trying to teach us. And if we don't have those basics in place, how can we understand what is happening to us when we're challenged by different information? It causes this cognitive dissonance. We almost kind of repel from that because we don't understand what that is doing. It's it's, it's igniting something within us. It's causing, it's stirring up feelings or old uh, memories, subconscious memories, ancestral memories. But when we don't understand what these feelings are, we can, or certainly the, the common person, mm-hmm. can repel from that. Um, if that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we project. That's just like so. So people will get really upset with us because we challenge their belief systems, and it's the belief systems that keep us stuck. So also to 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 really stay with open hearts and and it's like well that that and respect that there is different point of views and and belief systems, and, and instead of like no this is my truth, so you're wrong, and I'm right, and especially in, in the spiritual community, where it's just like, no, we are all the same, and we are equal, and, and instead of saying, yes, that is true, we are at, at one level, we are the same and equal, and all of it, we, we always have equal value, but we are not the same, we are also unique beings that makes part of this jigsaw puzzle so so it's like the uniqueness and sameness and in, in, you know and, and at the same time so it's never either or it's always both and and i think that is what is so conflicting and when it comes to emotion as you were saying is that we our emotions is a mirror of from my perspective is that it's a mirror of, of my traumas and beliefs. So it's based on previous experiences. So it has nothing to do with if it's, it's this is how you feel, but it's based on what, what I have previous experience around that, that is triggered. So then we have the opportunity to look at it. It's like, huh, why am I triggered? Why do I feel like this? Because in my own belief, reality how i navigate navigate in in world is that i i go to does this feel good to believe if it doesn't then it can't be true that's how i it's like it's either or in that in that perspective if it doesn't feel good it's not true there's more to it and then i start to explore so what is it that holds me back and hold me away from something that a belief that feels so much better and and that has been then the biggest revelation in, in my life to navigate and learn because it's quite simple, you know. It's just like anyone can. It's like, huh? Does it feel good? No. Okay. Then then there's more to it that I can explore, um, and and with the emotions and everything. So so it's um, an easy way to actually. <laughs> learn the basics in a way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I want to add also that even though that you, Susanna, was saying that like this is our truth and may not necessarily be your truth, 
I would actually go as far as saying as the wisdom of the book that just has come through us are universal since we all contain water. So even though that we have different individual journeys and different paths and different purposes and different, you know, what we are here to do, this book can apply to you regardless of where you are on your path because you have so much water in your body and the book will activate whatever that you are ready for. So, um, and, and water is the element that is associated also as we are talking about emotions. And a lot of us are having frozen emotions, like the emotions are being stuck in the body and the body is the representative of the unconscious mind subconscious and unconscious so everything that is stored in the body is sort of stored also in the unconscious mind so that's why we can use the emotions to liberate ourselves we can use these frozen emotions and to become aware of where these frozen emotions are stuck i don't necessarily have to recall the trauma that sort of embedded these frozen emotions in me but when i sort of go into this space and I feel this trauma in its rawest essence, whether it's stored as fear or lack or a lot of grief. And when I'm there with my presence, with my consciousness, with my heart. So as we are saying, I'm the observer, but I'm also allowing the emotions to flow freely through me as the channel, because when they're flowing freely through me, that's the way I, how I release them. So when I release, the frozen emotion it contains the frozen water with a lot of different you know uh, informations gems reactivations etc etc so that's why also when you are transforming the frozen emotions through you moving them through you as emotion energy in motion that means that they really should be moving and not stuck not stagnated not frozen so when we sort of uh, like an ice cube that is melting, then we get access to the information that is stored within. Yeah. yeah. Very well said. And you've mentioned obviously water, on the subject of water is that water is obviously sacred, it's transformational. Spirit is said to manifest in water. So when we're getting in touch with our water, with our frozen emotions, we're getting in touch with spirit which thrives and grows in water. So this book, you've actually said, can actually help you get in touch with that spirit that manifests through that, helping you to purify your own water, your traumas, your stress. And once you do that, once you purify your water, once you understand your traumas and stress, you have this balance of the feminine and masculine, which is the concept or one concept of the holy fuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... and as I love water because also when we everything on the planet has water molecule even rocks have water molecule and that's holds a lot of information and if you have pure water that is cleared from all old information so can you imagine when we have water we drink that we take from the tap it's been through everybody's consciousness and information, like all their trauma, all the medicines, everything. And that that is held in the water because it, it's like this, almost like a computer storage. 
with so much information, if you have one glass of pure water, the amount of information you can embed in that water is the same amount as all known computers on the planet. So can you imagine how much shit we hold in our bodies and like hold on? And that is also why it, it's like the what we resist persists. So that's like what you were saying, like when we start to actually allow the emotions to flow through, allow our thoughts, we are not our thoughts. So we don't have to hold on to them. Everything that change is not who we really are. The, the only thing that is left, the essence, that is who we are. So there's also to, to way to change our identity and have these things just flow through us. And so also when one thing we can do is to really purify our water when we drink and, and um, change the structure of the water. Like that's why we, you know, these uh, there are these um, healing pe uh, things that the pilgrimage in southern France, like the lords, they 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 get this healing. It's due to the the frequency of that water and the minerals they hold in the water, and people get healings. There's um, uh, some of the oldest people. It always comes back to the quality of the water. Why they have this longevity. So it's, it's quite amazing when we start to ex also explore what we can do to get drink the highest quality of water to, to help us to release all this trauma and, and pollution and everything, all the old information. And that's what I did with, with the, like I did the Breatharian retreat yeah. that I also write about in the book where you basically, you, you don't drink and eat for, well, there's three days you don't drink at all, nothing. And also it becomes very, very clear how they we've been programmed to say, believe that we, we will die if we don't get water in three days. Well, you don't. But it also needs you to have that consciousness that it is possible because otherwise you will do because we, you know, we manifest what we believe, right? So if we believe we will die from, and, and if we don't get water, then we will die. So it's, just, you know, it's just like to also really have the balance. It's not, you know, something you can just do uh, like that. But at the same time, what for me, it was that one of the biggest transformations in that sense that, I realized I that was just another belief system. And that was so deeply embedded that if I don't eat every fourth hour, I thought I would die. I always had food in my bag. And, you know, like now I can go for days and it's like, I'm cool. I don't even get hungry. I choose to eat because I really enjoy it, but it's not a survival mechanism. So it's also like, it doesn't mean you cannot do it, but it's a conscious choice and it's not out of survival. And I think that that is also part of, of the exploration. Um, and I know that that is like a very extreme thing and that, like, you know, I wouldn't recommend it to, to like, <laughs> everyone. you need to do. <laughs> Please, no, just don't think that you can't eat your drink for three days <laughs> for someone who's qualified. We don't want that. Yeah. Any deaths caused by no. no, 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 no. Yeah. 
but just I, to I, even I, explore I, the possibility of it. I try to and do it on my own. Mama has done it for you, so you don't yeah. have to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I tried to do it on my own, and uh, after like two days, it was delirious and delusional. And it was like, oh, I can't keep this up. Um, you, do, you really do need to have that consciousness, that belief that goes with it. The physical aspect is only one part of it, really, at the end of the day. But I, yeah. you were talking there just about the water and um, that concept that, uh, you know, even our tap water is polluted and it contains, even if we think that we're drinking pure water, that water's being recycled. It contains all of the emotions and all of the uh, chemicals with uh, medication stuff like that completely put me off my water when i read that for the first time and i actually done my own video rhymed up and gathered pure water um beside a, a holy whale um but actually gathered water falling from rocks and i thought to myself oh this oh my god i'm not going to drink water again i'm going to make this trip up to this well and gather these massive jugs of water but completely realized that was impractical because it was like 20 minutes of a hike and I would never get enough water to do. <laughs> you will drink it before you get down. <laughs> yeah, carrying these big things down at a time and having to make that journey every couple of days and it's a good bit of way of drive. So it was just impractical. But I guess the best thing that we can do is, is we are talking about the frequency of water is just, um, you know, we talk about that in the book or you talk about that in the book um about how our intentions how our thoughts can have an effect upon water how we can bless and purify the water even with our intentions so i think that's kind of the next best thing if you don't have a pure um unfiltered free-flowing source of water that you can drink from every day is uh make do with the water that you can make sure and even trying to gather it in um containers was thinking well even if i get pure water it's still in these plastic containers so it's it's almost defeating the purpose really yeah yeah and and plastic will there will always be plastic particles that goes into the water so the thing is we need to keep it in in like glass clay or something for for not to get the contamination into the water but what what we do here at home is that we have a lot of different filters before that we were distilling the water so basically you kill the water you remove all old information but then you need to restructure it where you need to add minerals it could be like himalaya salt or something and and then you it, it you stir it and while you stir it you have the intention and like that you know you see this like whatever you feel like i'm healthy i'm i'm amazing i'm whatever you know we feel like i'm abundant i'm whatever and then that is the information that goes into the water we have it's quite amazing because a few months ago like this book came out in 2020 and and from that what what both me Ulrike and I have really started to to it's like the things that have manifested for us personally also in the process of the shifts going on within us but then we uh, I was um told about this device which is this one here and what it is based on quantum physics so quantum frequencies terahertz 
and and the the core um, um, what's it called? optical quartz. Yes. Yeah. So it's just like a Kinder egg, like this amplified field that comes with it, and what it does with the water because you can. It looks like a hairdryer, sounds like a hairdryer, and, and you know, but it's, it, not, it's, it's not nothing. The dildo that Ulrika produced last time, is it? No? This is the dildo. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's it's like this. So it looks like a you know we call it a medbed dildo, or you know you can ask us those who work with it or um, the, the leader management, they say it's just like, um, it's the, the, the blow job. So, you know, they say it's the best blow job they've ever had and you don't need anyone else to do it for you. So it's <laughs> the perfect thing, isn't it? But what happens with, when you, you use these terahertz, it's, it's, you amplify the healthy cells. So it clears mm. out all the pollution in your, in your body and it he, because of the heat it melts the ice that Ulrika was talking about before and it makes the water molecule instead of clustering together in big clusters that doesn't go into our cells it goes it, it comes like a string like a pearls on a strand you know like so so it goes into your their core of the cell which is activates the DNA and it activates stem cells. So it, it's really the, the, the most mind-blowing experience I've ever had, like a physical tool of everything we wrote about in Holy Fucking Sacred Water. So it, it's, um, this is, this is a, a part of, of the co-creation for me and Ulrika as well to actually the combination of the book to understand the theory behind it and everything comes with that, the knowledge, and then have the actual tool to clear out all the the, the shit out of our bodies. It's it's yeah. quite amazing. Uh, and I also uh, want to add, sorry, Sanif, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I also want to add that, like Susanna was saying, this book came in 2020, and numerologically speaking 2020 was the year of the heart two is the heart and the zero is to enhance and to increase the heart uh, energy the heart frequency and we know as we're writing about it in the, in the book that blood is also connected to to the water element and blood that is running through our heart etc etc so this year 2020 when the book came was actually a year of love and increased frequency. Instead, the world chose, you know, to go into the polarity of fear, fear-based, lack perspectives and all of this. So uh, <laughs> we are joking that we are ahead of our time, but I truly believe that we are, because now I know this new film, The Avatar uh, Part 2 is coming. And it's called the way of the water. So yeah. now a lot of people are, you know, looking up into the, and I know people are doing these water cleansing, water. So we were actually way ahead of our time. Now people finally start to know the quality of the water and that it does more than just, you know, for us to shower in or for us to drink. So I think that is also amazing because yeah. we are moving yeah. into the year also 2023 and 2023 is a seven and seven means to reconnect or to deepen your connection with the spirit and your soul 
so it's it's all also entangled and like what we are writing about in the book is you know still up to date even today yeah it is there's so much that um you, you were just talking about earlier about um how the, the truth in this book may not be for everyone there may be only small portions in this book but the beauty about this book is you could revisit this book again in a year two year three years and pick it up and find more stuff that resonates with you the more that you um journey down your own spiritual growth if that kind of makes sense there's so much in this that is timeless information you've said you know that there's nothing in this that is new like any information that's presented to us there is absolutely nothing new it's, it's timeless information it has been there since the time immemorial i guess it's just being brought up and maybe presented in a different way again or it has been you know hidden or occulted or has uh you know being thrown by the wayside because of you know science and materialism um but it's now kind of being brought up again in a different light so absolutely there is so much in this book that is so relevant to today and can be so relevant in five years time if not 10 years time um and it, it really is very very true about the importance of water um maybe just not the greatest example about avatar 2 to present because it really wasn't that great <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just saying that uh, even, you know, being filmmakers uh, see the importance of water and how we can distort it in a different way. And yeah. so I also want to add, like what we're seeing in the world today and for these past two and a half years, as we were saying, like 2020 was the year of the heart. Instead, most of us choose to go into the fear-based perspectives. And so this is also the pollution that each and one of us carries our individual consciousness that is you know bringing into the collective consciousness so each and one of us are responsible for everything that is going on in the world today with our thoughts with our actions with our words like words are spells that's what they call spelling so so just you know really be brutal honest and radical honest to yourself how have you navigated these past two and a half years what have you you know what thoughts have you been having and we were talking earlier in the call about separation like we have been programmed for thousands of years that we are separated we are separated from source we're separated from god we're separated you know our bodies are separated from our our spirit and so on and these past two and a half years have increased the illusion of separation that we are separated you did that choice and i did this choice and these illusions are just have been creating more separation instead of you know bringing us together so also this is the moment also to be very true and to look into yourself so how 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 i've been acting you know what kind of projections have i made how have I contributed to the separation in these past two years? So it's also an opportunity like individual or for the collective consciousness to grow, to increase our consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, very, very true. Like at the time of publishing this book, 2020, and as you mentioned, in the past two and a half years, there has been so much come to light. <clears throat> I would also link that to this heart-based energy that we're not we're now talking about because people have been so triggered there's been so much information that has come to light with the you know the disclosure movement the arrest of celebrities 
powerful people, even, you know, spiritual leaders, you know, the whole concept of Satanism uh, reared its head. We had the Q movement, Cabal, you had people talking about all of this different stuff, you know, for the first time we had the lockdowns, you know, had all this information coming up, but it was causing us to look inside ourselves. You know, where am I being triggered? How am I reacting to this? Am I contributing to this through my anger or through my disbelief? We had mass separation, as you talk about, with people on either side of the divide for vaccination, pro or anti. You know, we weren't communicating with each other. We were simply picking sides. You know, well, you're stupid because you're taking a vaccination. Well, you're deluded. You know, you and your tinfoil hat. Instead of having conversations with each other, we were divided. You know, once again, conquer and divide. Um, And so it was very, very interesting. And even today... Fast over two and a half years, we still have mass awakenings. We still have mass triggerings. We still have mass separations coming on. We have concepts such as the, uh, the Great Reset, you know, on, on, on uh, the public consciousness, the climate change event agenda, transhumanism, all of that sort of stuff. So there's a lot that's coming to light. And it's about how do we react to that information? Are we allowing ourselves to be triggered by it? Are we allowing ourselves to go down that rabbit hole and get angry and stuck down there? Or are we going to react to this with higher frequencies, with even more love and positivity and realizing that, yes, all of this stuff may be happening, but it should only serve me to spread this light and open my heart even further in acceptance and understanding of this? Totally. And then we know that all all the things that you're talking about and all the things that has happened in the outer realms is for sure influencing the inner water, the quality of the water that we have been talking about. So all these like outer events are stored in our inner water and causes even further pollution. So yes, there are also mass awakenings, but there are also still uh, people who have these frozen emotions and frozen traumas that are stored within the body and holding on to limiting beliefs or whatever so so that's why we need to spread you know the the meaning of the water as we do here today also because i i feel that there's still so much as we are all contributing to the collective consciousness like each and one of us so there's still so many things that that many of us needs to do and the answer is not out there it's deeply buried within us and to go there as you said Susanna it takes courage yeah and and also because it's again it's the both end because we have governments who are really doing their best to separate us like here in and I live in Denmark and we are our prime minister she was shaming people who choose not to vaccinate and now they kind of have to back off when you see the increasement of of the deaths in in the country it's it's never been so high as this year and as long as they have measured um ambulances has running around it's it's never been so common and and yet they they want to keep us divided but we also have seen that people start to wake up and and realize but then they pollute even more we you know, they have exactly. the chemtrails they the the graphene oxide 
also the the vaccine uh, graphene oxide and and all the pollution from the uh, vaccines no matter if you you pro or or against it doesn't matter it still will affect uh, those who chose not to from the water because exactly. you know, it comes through our water which means that we will have to do a lot of clearing out and cleaning in our own systems due to that we all are all connected through our water on so many different levels so it's both so so it's it's quite um quite a journey we're on and and you know if we also when if we feel that's also why we are claiming that that we are conspiracy theorists in that sense because i we refuse to be shamed by that because people make it as something bad, but to uh, conspiracy means to breathe together. So yes. it's actually, you know, why would we be, be if you look at the conspirare, the, the Latin meaning, if you break it down, it's breathing together or breathing in uh, with spirit or, you know, there's different type of meanings, but why would we be ashamed of that? Why would that be a negative thing? So it's also to to say, hey, it's okay. I'm not going to. I'm going to follow my own intuition, my, stand in my truth, and you are allowed to stand in yours. But but I will not obey uh, just because I feel pressured. So many people felt pressured to take the jab, even if they would not. And and that that is also to not when we talk about the whole uh we the separation that we are so separated and all of that but at the same time it's important to keep the boundaries that we are because it's a lot of people often experience the the oneness movement as sameness movement so it's like well you know if one takes it everybody needs to take it type Mm -hmm. of thing and we can't fall for that. There's, it's not a contradiction to have your own boundaries, and and still be not separated. If you get, you know, like that's the the wholeness exactly. and the individualness in in the same. Exactly. Box. And then we come back again to the water, like you mentioned, Susanna Vera. The there are increased deaths, and yes, we know that. I'm from Sweden. We see this also in the statistics from our public you know institutions uh, that there are uh, an increased amount of death and there's also a decreased amount of births right and when you're like a baby you're surrounded by this sacred water by the wisdom you are you are in the mother's womb you are connected to the divine you're connected to divine source and these so not only have the deaths increased but also the birth has decreased and there again we have this transition through the water and the meaning of the water how it imprints us you know our dna and on a cellular level and like the same quality of the water that we have in our in our womb is the same essence that you know the the oceans had when they were unpolluted so there's so many layers to this and if you are still just want to look in one angle that is also a conscious choice, right? Yeah, absolutely. As you say, the problem is 
isolation, separation, disconnection from each other, um, from the earth, from our own sacred water. And we've become scared. Our flow has been turned off. Um, and what we need to do is reunite. We need to re reunite those aspects of ourselves and reunite with each other, form those connections again, which is another aspect of the holy fuck. Yes. Do you yeah. want to go, Susanna? You start. Yeah, you go. Uh, with ready. the holy fuck, the way I see it also, um, as I as I was writing a new book after holy fuck called The Sacred Soul of Divine Evolution Through Time and Space, is also that our soul, you know, we know that our part of our souls also exists within our bodies. Like the soul also exists in our higher self and in our aura and in the Akashic Record and other, but our souls are also stored within the bodies. And for, for our souls to ignite to its higher level of consciousness and to its divinity, we also need the water and we need the fire elements. So the holy fuck is also being seen everywhere, you know, from, from a cellular level where, where the information moves from one cell to another through our nerves, nervous system, this, this firing, this ignition of the, the masculine essence, which is the fire. And then also we need, we need the ignition also to our soul to embark on our, you know, higher paths, our journeys back home to ourselves, who we truly are on a soul level. And this, the feminine, the masculine, you also have the essence of the feminine and the masculine in both, in all the elements. So you have the polarities in all elements. You have the feminine fire, you have the masculine water. So it's not only, you know, to one essence or another, but you need them both for the information to move through you, for something, you know, as a baby being created, as we are writing about in Holy Fuck, you need the masculine, you need the semen from lingam, the pillar of light, and you need it to be in the void, the potential, the unlimited potential of the darkness that is the, the, the uterus, the yoni. So the way I see it is that we need a lot of holy fucks. We need water, we need the fire elements to increase our consciousness and to move into 2023 with the intention of reaching you know the best version of myself in the highest level of consciousness in my most divine expression so not only do we need to to work with the feminine aspects of ourselves we need to work with the masculine aspects and not only we need to work with the feminine and the masculine we need to work with the conscious essence of the feminine and the conscious essence of the masculine that is then merged into the conscious holy fuck which where everything is sacred and holy and divine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could take this. Sorry, I could, sorry, I could take this conversation in so many different directions. Just uh, very quickly, I just wanted to mention that you know that this could kind of lead into the uh, stuff that we were talking about before: the unconscious feminine, the unconscious masculine, the conscious feminine, the conscious masculine, the uh, reclaiming of both feminine parts for both men and women. Um, how we are kind of living in our more masculine energy, you know, which is depleting the feminine energy. We need to get them both in balance 
I guess I just wanted to make that point. There are so many different aspects and layers to this book. It is, it, it, it just, it, it blows me away. Sorry, <laughs> Susanna. <laughs> no, but I, I think that it's very true. And that and that's also why, it, you know, it's not an easy digest to, you know, as you, it's not like you lay on the beach and just, you know, skim it through, or, you know, it's not an easy reading mm-hmm. that perspective, but it, it's more like one of those things that you can bring out, like when you also feel guided that, huh, I'm stuck in something, and you know, just open it up and see what it, you know, maybe that is exactly what, what you need to read that will help you to transform. Exactly. But also with with this, um, I, I, you know, to also come back with the our, now our magic wand, the tool, it's like the lingam of the light with the <laughs> fire coming through heating up our bones and penetrating and sparks up our cells and i think that that's also where like a a few days after i started using it that is exactly what i i could feel it was the those the holy fucks the sparks of my life force was just popping up and it was my my cells were like the sparkling diamonds or, or, or stars in the sky or whatever and and they were dancing and they were so happy because they finally got to function properly because it was like clearing out all this pollution so that was so what i could see was happening and and you know being diagnosed with fibromyalgia like a decade ago yeah. and and with all of that challenge that comes with being in so much pain having all these physical things i know all these things about so many things of how and yet my body is really struggling to be here on the planet and and you know it's just like my alien self it's just like oh it's, it's dense to be here on the planet <laughs> and and um so so that's always been my challenge and i could see that's also where i went into war against myself so it comes back to that separation i'm not wanting to be here because i feel so alienated from from the world and i know a lot of people feel like that so also when you then can activate the vagus nerve you clear the meridians you clear out your system just like all you you um, spark up the quality and structure your water, charge it with this life force that is the healthy cells. Within two days, my pain was gone, and I think that it it's like more than I could ever dream of. Also, when read it, like one of the things we were saying when writing our book was it's like. We need some kind of like a magic tool to just do this quickly because this is the, you have the, the, the lingam and then you charge the, the sacred water, like in the womb or, you know, in the glass or whatever. But, but, but now we have this holy fucking sacred water tool, uh, which it's, it's like beyond my wildest dreams that going from all these angles and and actually have something we can it's easy to use like for anyone no matter what your beliefs are yeah it's it is amazing and i can really 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? Really relate. Yes, thank you for that. Really relate um, to your uh, concept of feeling alien and not wanting to be here because it's so dense and understanding like, this isn't like this. It shouldn't be like this. And um, feeling so lost and confused here and having to um, find ways of accepting those feelings of isolation and separation and even contempt for the rest of humanity um, because you know that it's not like this. You know that it doesn't have to be like this. You know in your kind of alien, uh, higher density dimensional self that you know the existence in those rarefied states of light are not like this. But that is a an aspect, a, a, an unconscious shadow aspect of ourselves that we need to resolve. We need to understand that we've come here um, in order to help um, exactly with this condition, in order to help the rest of humanity. And it's a, I guess it's an aspect of how do we, um, how do we reignite our sacred waters? How do we um, understand this concept of the holy fuck? How do we understand our stresses and traumas? And looking at tools um, that you explain in the book um, for reawakening this, and one of those aspects is the shadow inside us, the unconscious mm-hmm. shadow. The we try to, you know, get away from that. I, I, that's, I guess this is an aspect of this, of saying, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. You know, feeling those feelings um, and trying to shove them away, trying not to get in touch with them. You know, I shouldn't be thinking it along those lines. I shouldn't be thinking this. We need to, we need those shadows, don't we? We need those yin and yang. This is, again, the holy fuck, the sun and the moon, the feminine, the masculine. We need to uh, integrate those polarities within us because it creates this, sacred union i guess well it's it's also to seeing what what is a shadow like if we i've been studying the jinkies for for a long time and it's it's a great tool also to see that the shadows are are the potentials of being gifts so when you you actually embrace and and and, and can look at your shadows they can turn into the greatest gifts and then the city as as richard rudd calls it and and i think that that is a big part of this to not try to get rid of because then you're actually saying no to part of yourself so if you want to feel whole and free you need to bring all the pieces in without the uh, judging them as b- good or bad because that is the separation and the polarity we live in but to see that that I am the one judging them as bad but they are not they just they are part of me and when we can embrace that bit of ourselves and I have a tons of stories of, of my own um, process in one of my other books uh, uh, the goodness grace and great thoughts on fire where I share a, 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 like what I've done to change my belief systems around these things that we call shadows and to see them as, well, they are programs and beliefs, and but they are not who I really am. And, and to, to, yeah, not reject that part of us. And when we don't reject them, that is when the transformation happens automatically and we enter that holy fuck where, where it's the sacred masculine and feminine that that's comes together to merge. and merge. 
Yeah. For I was just going to say that exactly that like what we're talking about is is the expression of the holy fuck like and, and the thing is that the more access I have to my inner darkness the more I can feel and allow my inner darkness my wounds my traumas whatever we like to call them the more the bigger my gifts are as we are saying we can transform the inner darkness into more light into a higher level of consciousness so the more i'm willing to be maybe in the pain or in the illusion of the pain for as long as it lasts to witness to feel to let it allow it to move through in its own pace the more i have access to my light the more i have access to higher level of consciousness the more i have access to the dissolved ice cube that has turned into flowing water with a lot of information and divinity. So that's the paradox because most people are so scared of going there because it's so intense. It's, you know, it might be painful. It might be uh, so many things that we have programs around our projections and perceptions around instead of just you know this is okay so i'm angry okay i'm horny okay i'm hungry i'm tired i'm sad like this brings back a memory okay so just be with it you know but most people have not for thousands of years been willing to see it we only want to have and again i i think i've talked about it in our previous talks Sanith, but uh, this is also what buddha discovered that causes us humans humanity to suffer that is the craving the craving for just good emotions or craving for more money cravings for better you know big breasts more money whatever the cravings are in for or we also have the aversions the aversions of not feeling strong sort of uncomfortable and unknown emotions aversions of being this or that aversions of not being included you know this the list can go on and on on each side so you just fill in the blanks and these are also the illusions that keep us separated these are the illusions that keep us separated so just imagine that you as we're saying you just you just you know fall into <laughs> the trauma or whatever that has been suppressed for you the emotion you fall into the body, you feel the sensation, you connect with the breath, you allow it to move through you. And then, you know, the ignition of the holy fuck is mental level, physical, spiritual, emotional, sexual, financial, you name it. So, uh, yeah. So yeah. what we are afraid of, if we dare to go there, that's where the gems are. That's where the transformation and transmutation can be and the holy fucks into higher states of consciousness. Yeah, and, 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 and to let go of the resistance. Exactly, it. exactly. Because that, that's just like where I, I experienced the moment I started to also shift how I perceive things. Like I'm in pain, something is wrong, I need to fix it. Then to something, oh, I'm actually healing now. That is, my body is healing. That's why I'm in pain. So exactly. if it, even if it's a physical or emotional, whatever type of, of pain, the pain and suffering comes from us not, you know, actually see it as the gifts. Like, what am I, what's my body trying to tell me? And it's nothing wrong. It's, it's just trying to get me to listen and, and stop and pause and feel. 
and allow exactly. that to be and flow through as you were saying Louis. exactly and so so it takes also again a lot of courage to go there and to let go of the resistance because we are so taught in our societies to hold on to we hold on to our beliefs we hold on to our emotions we hold on to our relationships to money whatever so also just to do the opposite that is the feminine way to just surrender and that is why in yoga the position savasana it means like the dead man's position you're just you're not doing anything about it you're not fixing you're not putting labels into it you're not running away you're not numbing yourself with this or that you're not numbing yourself with jabs with medications with food with social media you just you know embrace it and feel it because that's why we are here as souls because we want to have the full experience as we do in our bodies right yeah um i guess uh why we're kind of on this subject you know uh, processing our emotions, understanding who we are better, having this balance more between us. And um, you've both had, you know, shared incredibly uh, personal experiences. Aluka, Rika, we talked about your experiences, you know, in the last time with your uh, multiple orgasms, your release of your water, um, your understanding the dragon, the mermaid, the dark fuck, these dark aspects of you which you had to bring up to the surface. But also, Susanna, you know, you've understood, you know, parts of yourself which needed to be healed and balanced. You know, you've realized that you were uh, originally a uh, high priestess of Mu or Lemuria, and you were an Aturian, descended through the Pleiades. Um, you caused a lot of hurt back then. Um, and then <clears throat> later you've talked about, you know, past memories of um, remembering when you were a young girl of being raped um and having to go through that timeline of shame and ultimately how you ended up and then you under talked about um another timeline where that rape didn't happen but it's not that we as you were talking about like oh i want to don't want to be in the negative i want to stay in the positive and i just want all the kind of nice things we need to understand these dark aspects of ourselves because we don't fully heal if we don't fully integrate and accept um, these dark aspects of ourselves. So it's only through the darkness that we can ascend into the light. Definitely. And and it, it, the interesting part is that one of the things that we talk about is that, that there's no, uh, there's different type of dark. Yes. People just say that, oh, this is dark and negative. But that's where we call, okay, it was like the the, well, this is like the evil, and that that is not what our wounds and programs are. And I think that that is also part of this. Um, it, how how to dare to to be with all the hurt and pain we we hold in our bodies, and not, instead of trying to get rid of it and and. Uh, see that that's when we we dare to face this this is where the transformation happens and we get so empowered or as we call it unfuckwithable <laughs> exactly and that's why we can use as we we're saying and you're saying Susanna oh I don't know if he's still here no. oh. he was out he was out but uh we can use 
our inner darkness as trampolines for for ascension and when we're talking about ascension we also have to do descension we have to as high as i want to rise as deep as i want to go deep within me so um not all darkness is evil, no, but there's also evil darkness. So that's why we also write about it in the book and to separate, again, separate. <laughs> yeah. But there are different energetic uh, darknesses, like, like the void, the dark void of the uterus, that is the void of unlimited potential. So it's not evil. That's where, you know, life can come through with the ignition of the, the masculine. Well, it's same with the sky, right? So, yes. so it's it's um, <laughs> that the it, it, we wouldn't be able to see the stars if we didn't have the dark of the the space. So exactly. that's where where it can be birthed from, and I think that that's also to to um, what makes us feel quite half is is that we separate that bit. Exactly, and we are also looking to to be to become whole and to unite ourselves with outer stuff. <laughs> so we're looking for like in the wrong places for the wrong things. Where we should look is inside ourselves because that's where all the gems. Uh, and we know, we know, we do know. We're also writing about it in Holy Fuck that what happens with the carbon when it's due to a lot of pressure and a lot of heat in a long time, it turns into a diamond. Mm. And so we all, the whole fuck of our, you know, growth is to become the diamond, uh, to become the new human mm. with a crystalline core and with that is coming from unconditional love instead of these old, programs that we've had for thousands and thousands of years of lack and scarcity and also fear yes yes we'll see where he um disappeared yes he disappeared into cyberspace for a while yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny now yeah. he's back oh, hello hi my laptop hi. wasn't charging I don't know what happened. It wasn't charging. It ran out of power. So hopefully, um, hopefully that other section has recorded. Give me one yeah, second. Yeah, it actually. looks like they've been recorded, yeah. and we just kept on going. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. You I can saying, edit that section. We have you to were be up in cyberspace. <laughs> yeah. So you were out in the potential, in the dark potential, yeah. the void. You know, like <laughs> I, I was definitely. I was definitely in the dark because I thought my electricity had run out. <laughs> Thankfully, it hadn't. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to run out and get electricity. Thankfully, it wasn't that. Thankfully, it was yeah. just the laptop was not charging. It's a faulty um, charger, so we'll have to just kind of pick up again where we kind of well, left off or where you left off, even. Yeah, we continue to talk when you were not here, so. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you can do the rest of the interview without me. <laughs> We've done this a couple of times before. <laughs> it, there was actually many times when we were writing Holy Fuck and Sacred Water where, you know, obviously it contains a lot of information, as you're saying, it's very dense. It's like, you know, like half a Bible. And 
uh, and obviously, if everybody knows about these things that we all do know about, that that is buried beneath layers and layers of programming. But we were actually, when, when we were working many times, you know, we were cut off because we never saw each other. We were only working online. And many times we were, you know, on so crucial things. And then we were just, we were thrown out from Zoom and we were just, you know, trying to reconnect. And we were saying, somebody does not want this book to be published, right? <laughs> somebody yeah. or a lot of people in, mm -hmm. in power don't want this book to be published. So we many times we were into this really big creative process and then we were just being thrown out. Yep. <laughs> and then like a couple of hours later, we, we finally managed to reconnect, you know, like what happened, who knows, you know? Yeah, there definitely seems to be at times that there are forces or energies that appear to be kind of working against you and you're going to have this this is just not normal. There's something does not want this to happen. There's something does not want this to be published. Definitely. I've had that was so, so many times when we were talking about cabal and we were talking about the connection of the cabal buried in the water, you know, and then we were like, poof. <laughs> we knew we were getting close to some truth but when we were cut off, you know, like, yeah. oh, okay. So, yeah. I'm thinking and, that and it started ahead, that we were frozen. We, it started that our pictures started to froze, like speaking about frozen emotions. Yeah. <laughs> so it started to froze, and then you started to talk, walk, and then we were... <laughs> <laughs> so there were so many times. Yeah, yeah. I do think yeah. that you know there is, there is an element of that. There is an aspect of that. Maybe not even so much the cabal, but certainly higher dimensional um entities you know they, they they kind of are attracted to light sharing you know groups like this here people who are trying to bring information so it would not surprise me to know in the slightest that there may be astral entities who are kind of disrupting our communications and our uh electricities but they will not win no <laughs> they will not <laughs> no. We, will, we will continue yeah. So where were we? Where did you where did you skip to? But we were about the the the, the trauma, the the hardship, the you know the things we've been through, and and like how. So that's where we went a little bit into like the the potentials that comes from from the void and the sky and you know like you wouldn't be able yeah. to see the light if you didn't have the dark so it's just like also to to we have the opportunity to see um things from a different perspective that is not just because it's when people talk about the darkness it's not always negative and sometimes it's good to separate things to be able to see the different angles, to be able to see the whole. So also instead of, of having this, it's like, no, we, we need to, you know, it, we cannot separate. Sometimes I actually believe it's good to separate, to be able to see it from the different angles and not saying it's like the only, but this is one perspective of it. So I've had my kids um they haven't been to, to we, we world school our kids and uh, basically we have them experience the world instead of reading about it and and 
part of that journey is also that we never tell them this is how it is. We always communicate it as this is one way of looking at it. This is one perspective. And some other people believe this is the truth. The religious people, they believe this or the anti-vaxxers believe this or whatever, you know, definition or title or a box we want to place people in. But just to say, you know, there is no right and wrong. It's just basically we, we, we all see the world from different perspectives. And I think that is part of, of, of how we can use this time of this a lot of separation to also see that that it basically is just different angles yeah that's so true we need to have multiple perspectives um on anything that we do even if it doesn't agree with us we need to at least um take out and um uh, at least become aware of what an opposing viewpoint is so that can, we can have a more balanced and more rounded perspective, you know, on things. This is the the problem, isn't it? As you mentioned, there is it so so many people, and it's exacerbated by the way that we currently um, are allowed to consume information. Is that people are only getting one perspective? They're getting the mainstream perspective, and they're believing that to be true. Then we have people in the alternative media community who are reading this and, and kind of pouring scorn and you know, kind of believing everything in the alternative mainstream community, which may not also be true because there are people who are in that community to promote the kind of their own selfies agendas and also people within that um, community who haven't done as diligent fact-checking and are as guilty of uh, promoting and publishing false media and information as those in the mainstream we need to have um, discretion. We need to have a balanced perspective and weigh up information to um, understand what it is that's going on in our world. But that is obviously quite hard because, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of censorship or we certainly did see a lot of censorship in our uh, in our current media. Um, and a lot of the people don't actually know how to uh, seek out and find different information, they consume information through their their feeds, through their social media. So when that um, source of information is removed from um, Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or whatever, people don't know how to actually go to the likes of your website, to your website, Ulrika, you know, to find that information themselves. So it, it, it becomes extremely important for us to educate ourselves to become aware of different perspectives, to seek out different perspectives, even to go out into the real world and interact with different people, as many different people with as many different viewpoints as you can so that we have a more rounded, more balanced perspective so that we're not triggered, I guess. Yeah. And it's, a, it's about the discernment. So we, we haven't been taught to discern and, and to be able to decode what, what, does this mean how because the when we don't know who we really are it's very difficult to, for us to know what is true and what what is the programming so we need that is like one of the things i find quite um uh, has been very helpful for me is that that if i see myself as source 
whatever you know whatever you want to call it like that if it's a soul or or god or or a child of god or you know no matter what we believe it is but that higher sense of self that is always there when you peel everything else out away then what is left when we to be able to connect with that piece of ourselves then everything else is programming and and then it i i listen um, i've been working with richard wilkins also called the Wiz, for for many 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 years now and when i started my my journey in in working with that separation of who you really are your true self and the programming or as he calls it it's script then all of a sudden it it became easy to navigate and and learn what 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 um you know when the information comes in through media or wherever you can feel it in your body how your body reacts and and but it's very difficult to even do the research because you can't trust anything today to be totally honest and and it, again it all depends on people draw conclusions of that you have a bunch of facts and then they say this means this but it doesn't have to be that conclusion there's a lot of different conclusions you can take from all these facts so to also be able to separate you know what what when do i jump to conclusions about something from my belief system and what what is actually the true facts here so so it's it's like a, and and also be then open that people have other facts and they have different conclusions and then it like it doesn't really matter if it's one or the other in in that sense because people are holding on to it's just like no this is the truth and that's also where we keep on fighting instead of saying like huh there, i think that uh, there's some truth to this and i want to go deeper into and explore the curiosity is is key in all of this and that is also from my perspective what we're talking about the ego versus like the soul because the ego is only here to keep us safe the ego is here you know for our survival but the soul is here for our has nothing to do about survival but everything to do with thriving so what part of me am i listening to and most of us since we've been talking you know for one and a half hours soon most of us are disconnected from our bodies we don't listen and pay attention for from the information that our bodies is giving us every day like my old me i could have fever and headache and i just took a headache pill and then i went to work but obviously my body was trying to tell me something that you know that you're ill or sick or you, you need to rest but i never listened i pushed i pushed i pushed myself and then we have all these different strategies to numb ourselves also so this is my perspective that most of us are not aligned with who we are on a soul level we are not connected to our spirit to our soul and this means that we are left with the ego talking a lot making a lot of loud noise and we listen to the ego because the ego 
we are in the illusion that the ego wants what's best for us. So it keeps us stuck. It keeps us safe. And we all know that nothing, you know, there's no growth in the comfort zone or the growth is outside the comfort zone. Well, and most to, people, yeah. And Sorry. to bring back the power back to yourself. That is also, uh, you know, the intention of holy fucking sacred water to bring back the, the intention and attention to yourself like you are your own best friend you are the one that you can trust you know to navigate through your own life you cannot trust your teachers you cannot trust this religion you cannot trust the media the only one that you're here to trust is yourself so this is also like a great learning to come back what is true can i be sure that this is true or not and if this is not true for me then what do i have to do so it's also about making conscious more conscious choices and the thing is that that as you were saying that most people don't know they said they identify with their ego and think that is who i am they think they exactly. are their thoughts their emotion their bodies body. instead of having a body having thoughts having emotions and that's why it's like where i come back to the only thing that is permanent is the essence of who we are that is exactly. like what what Earl is often called like the soul i see it more like at like that that's the 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 source um for me that is the holy fuck and and that's life spark exactly that is who we are and then everything else the emotions our thoughts our bodies they that shifts and that changes and that is is something we have access to we have an ego and when we don't identify with the ego that will keep us safe and you know will protect us but we, most people are ran by the ego and identify with it which means that they can't actually discern either what is true and that's also why we project a lot of things to other people you make me feel you should make me feel happy you should you know it's everybody else's responsibility and so that that's part of this process as well to to also realize we can't even trust ourselves until we know who we are so again stay open and and really listen and get to know who who am i that beneath is like, the programs beneath yeah. who am i beneath my traumas who am i beneath my suppressed emotions who am i beneath what is going on in the outer realms exactly yeah absolutely true i think that we have become so disempowered from our true nature you know the, there's nothing ultimately it, it's as simple i always say it's as simple as closing your eyes and taking a breath and by that I mean using breathwork and meditation, that these tools are available to everybody in the entire world. They're the most simplest tools that you could think about, but yet they're, they're the most complicated because we've become so disempowered from our natural state of being. We've become so disconnected from the earth. Um, we don't have an idea, most of us, of what the Schumann resonance is, our pineal glands have become so calcified these are our basic tools these are our most powerful powers i guess if you like but most of us have no idea about this and as you say <clears throat> because of that we've become to identify with that part of us which is the least important part of us the ego and if we could understand more about 
our pineal gland, you know, how that reactivates our light bodies, how it transcends the ego, how we get reconnect with the earth, with the human resonance, you know, we connect in our uh, electrical bodies with our earth's electrical bodies. Um, it realigns us with nature, then it realigns us with uh, the cosmos, increases our consciousness. We can then transcend these lower aspects of ourselves. But we don't know any of this because it has either been suppressed or it has been pushed away by science. Um, we could get into the importance of the moon. We don't even know um, how the moon affects our water in our bodies, how the lunar cycles uh, are linked to uh, female menstruation cycles, how it is linked to melatonin, how it is linked to human behavior. There's so, so much, as I said, in this book that um, are, are great tools for reawakening that. And once we can begin to understand how we reconnect with these aspects um, of, of our cosmos, of our planet, of our sails, it is then that we can or transcend the ego and rediscover more about the true aspects of our sails. Exactly. And I think that is such a, an important thing to remember, that we are a part of the universe like all the elements that we see out there we have within us and we are you know we are from the stars we are stardust so it's not that you know isolated events that are going on out here because everything is entangled everything is connected everything is a holy fuck so also the the things that i see out there i see a lot of war i see a lot of conflicts i see a lot of this and that i see a lot of beauty and all of it mm. is also inside of me because i cannot see beauty if i don't possess beauty within me i cannot see how fucked up things are if i do not have fucked up programs myself so so also that we are like this beautiful nature that surrounds us it is us we are from the nature we are natural beings everything yeah. that is you know, in nature is good for us. We are good for the nature if we are our original divine natural state of beings. Yeah. We, and this we need big to big part of this. Yeah. It says a big part is that we live in this mirror uh, reality where everything is backward. So, so it's like part of, of like the hijacking of our whole, so we, you know, we identify with the matrix, which is artificial. And we are told that we need these artificial things to be whole and well and feel good. And, and when it's actually the other way around, that every, the, the, the matrix is trying to mimic the power we have naturally. And so when we start to reconnect with nature and everything that is natural, we, we also so reconnect with our power and who we really are because it's not the, the, the ships like in, in Sweden where they stand in, in, you know, in line to get the ships so they don't need keys and credit cards. And it's like we, we become more and more robotic and artificial and mm -hmm. the food we eat and everything, we... we and it, it's, it's draining our life force. So the holy fuck is when we, like the, the sparks, the, the whole um, life force power that we really are, we can access that more and more and more when we 
we start to see see the difference of of also when we are um uh, ran by a reptilian reptilian brain it's just like the, we, we all have this reptilian dna in us and instead of seeing that as the enemy or something bad it's just like oh that that's the part that is keeping us in the survival mode and then the calcifying the pineal gland where there's the creativity and the sort connection into the pineal gland where we have the the stargates into the universe and that so it's like we can see this from so many different uh, angles and possibilities but it all leads to the holy fuck yes and the and the water the sacred water yeah yeah it's it's an inside job isn't it really you know the answers are to be found as always with inside ourselves we just need to go inside ourselves and uncover more and more of what has been um, hidden within inside us the mayans knew this as well you talk about that that the mayans kind of described the earth as a reflection of our brains our left and right Brain hemispheres that is mentioned in the book that they say that the midline of the east and west represents, you know, the 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 different hemispheres of of the brains. Minds call it the world tree centers, and obviously the uniting of these two centers is is the holy fuck. Mm-hmm. And the interesting part is that we, I don't know if you have heard about this this uh, scientist called it's a Swedish guy who lives in the states and he's called Kalaman. And he's been writing a lot of books about this. A very interesting, lovely man. And we've had him on our podcast, Live the Impossible, as well. But he's the one who started to talk about that the the midline, like the, that's the difference between Einstein's brain and and like the common brain. It was that was more integrated, and and um, I don't know part. if it's true. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if that, you know, if it's true or not, but that's what's been said, that that's just like the integration and the 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 two brain hemispheres, if you, that is also where you connect to the, the pineal gland and all of that as well. But that, where, where that connection comes, the, the tree of life or, or that, that energy, he says, if you look at uh, as the globe as two hemispheres, that will come on the island between Denmark and Sweden. So it's also quite interesting that that you know, like I live in Denmark and Ulrika in Sweden, and you know, and, and we write this book as, as because that that's also way we can throughout history there's been this war between denmark and sweden always the power struggle always like the 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 you know oh we don't want to be like the swedes and control swedes as the danes and you know like they they're always the shaming and blaming and you know the the history is really messed up because it's totally different depending on on (laughs) which if it's the you read a Swedish textbook or a Danish about the same event, so also again, uh, what what is the truth and and how does that affect our belief systems and our programs and everything of of how we perceive and see the world? Where you also said Ulrika that, that you know the whole 
you know, when we start to connect with the earth, we also start to to come back to to um, to see what what is the truth in that sense. Exactly. And if in doubt, <laughs> go to your Bible. Actually, <laughs> and there's so many, so many sources that we had here that are censored. Uh, I have been heavily censored for the past two and a half years. The book has been censored. Uh, we know that the book has been censored because uh, it's not shown. So uh, there's something in it. Yeah. That wants well, that's to come what out. this is. It doesn't get censored. Sorry, what did you say? Let's hope this interview does get censored as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I just got an yeah. uh, email the other week that I'm, I'm censored again from, from social media. Like I can't put really? any ads or I, I really have to think about what I'm writing. And I haven't been writing about anything, you know, what's going on in the outdoor events recently. I've just been talking a lot about self-healing, self-love, about this frequency <laughs> device that we have um, I've been talking a lot about holy fuck, but again, here I am in the uh, social media jail. <laughs> yeah, that, that's well, the irony, been... isn't it? <laughs> like, I and haven't I... been centered yet, so hopefully we will be good to go. That's good. <laughs> and I, I was asked the question, so why you? Why are they censoring you? I was like, that's a very good question. I'm a single mom, you know, to two teenagers. I'm a yoga therapist. Uh, I write a book. I write books <laughs> that has been censored, so nobody can can read them. So I don't know why me. <laughs> yeah. I, I I said it was a very good question. You're very dangerous, my darling. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm love incarnated. <laughs> yeah, but that's dangerous. For yeah. those that's who why you're dangerous. Go. Yeah, yeah exactly. they just talk about self-healing and self-love. Yeah. And yes. yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But again, that um, is part of the, the, the mirror reality, isn't it? Like, we, if alternative things are being censored and it's like you need to, you're not allowed to say that you, you heal. No, you, yeah. but, but take the, take all the artificial things. That's totally normal or okay but but you're not allowed to to use natural things because then you're stamped it's like no that's misinformation that's just like totally wrong it's just been around for thousands of years and haven't killed anyone but that is the danger so it's just, it's just yeah. the irony isn't it like how everything is just upside down it's like this I, I've, I'll, I've talked about the the last couple of years as the strangest things this is like the stranger things is that the that series yes where we we live in the underworld of the you know where where we just need to flip it everything is just backwards than we thought we live in hell and you know like we're we're <laughs> instead of of, of um Oh, of the holiness that, yeah <laughs> or it's not that we live in hell but but that's just like where the the matrix is uh, and then basically we can it's so easy but not 
Well, it's, it's, it's simple, but not so easy. Exactly. Simple, but not easy. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Thank you. Um, to, to enter that inner Eden, heaven, whatever we want to call it, but that, that the, the nature, the realness, this, the truth exactly. of who and we really are. Exactly. And when I am in that place, that's what also what I'm transmitting out into outer consciousness. And then we all have created the, the new earth together. So I have to go really soon. I think we have so much to talk about. Like you, we should do like <laughs> episode one. Episode two, episode. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much. There's still so much that I didn't even get covered. Um, I know, kind of just, we can do another one. <laughs> uh, kind of just over, you know, because like I'm, I've got halfway down my notes and there's still so much which I didn't even get to ask um, you, Susanna, as well. There's so much of this that I, I mentioned even at the start of this that even if this interview was quite dense and quite long, um, that we would still only be skimming the surface of it. And even then, I'm only skimming the surface of the surface of the notes that I have. There is so, so much more that we could talk about and get into. Just literally. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe that's something that we may have to do, come back again and discuss the rest of the um, stuff that we didn't get to talk about in this interview, maybe go a little, dive a little deeper into some yeah. of these aspects yeah that would be nice yeah, yeah absolutely let's. yes let's because uh, i think also there's a lot of information to listen to it's like one hour and 45 yeah. minutes now so it's jam-packed with information so we can do another absolutely. talk and if you want to continue now you just go ahead without me but uh, i just want to say thank you samis for well, having you me so and having sana yes and thank you sana for being here with us and thank you who's listening to this Thank you yeah. so much. And we will ensure that this interview and further infuse interviews do their best not to get censored. <laughs> yeah. We need to beep out to certain type of words. <laughs> yeah. Maybe beep out Ulrika altogether. You're the disruptive influence. Yeah, I think Thank we'll so leave much. it there. It would be it would be lovely to continue. With you, Susanna, but I think Ulrika is right. And there is so, so much. That's yes. So, so dense. There's a lot yeah. to pack in. And I actually spent that long just going over the themes of it, which was just the, even the preface, the introduction of your book, before even getting on to the discussion of uh, holy fucks and sacred sexuality. Um, and there's so much more that I would like to talk about. So I think, it's, I think absolutely we could just kind of leave it at that and come back. Uh, at Definitely. a later date and continue on make it yes. a, a divine trilogy yeah <laughs> yeah it's a holy threesome yeah <laughs> i love that yes absolutely is there anything that you would like to leave us with um where we can find both of you um just in the meantime until we come back for a further interview yeah um Actually, I'm working at the moment on on a, a new blog and, and website, and it's called FrequencyWonders.com. So it will be be um, released soon, and uh, 
where we talk about a lot of the frequencies also with, around the quantum field and, and the terahertz and the water. Um, so it's, it's, it's basically a, um, a different version of, of holy fucking sacred water in that sense. Uh, so okay. that, that is my latest, uh, which also will be a podcast and things going into also different science around this. So it, it's not just the spiritual aspect or, or that, but, um, so that's just like my main project at the moment, uh, to, to also spread this tool, um, um of, of of this magic wand because this this is something that that can change the lives of everyone on the planet so so i um totally agree and our common website is www.reactivatedembodiment.com okay and me ulrika my website is www.ulliscarlson.com it's U-L-L-I-S-K-A-R-L-S-O-M.com. Yes. Looking forward. And then, and then also uh, our uh, podcast is on all platforms, Apple, Spotify, whatever, uh, Podbean, are, and it's called Live the Impossible Show. And we have 173 episodes where we talk a lot, a lot about also Holy Fucking Sacred Water. We've had Ulrika on for a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yes an ongoing holy fuck and an ongoing process so looking forward to the next talk thank you so much Absolutely. yeah thank you and i and include you. all of the links in the description anyway as i always do um thank you and look forward to catching up with you two ladies again it's been a wonderful experience and um a kind of meander where we didn't quite know where we were going, but um, we may not have reached our end goal this t time, but I think it's safe to say we are just stopping for a little break and having a picnic, if that metaphor works. <laughs> and we, will <laughs> we did it the feminine way, so yes. yes. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been a pleasure having both of you. I've really, really enjoyed this interview and I'm really looking forward to catching up with you again so thank you both for agreeing to do this yeah thank you so much for having us yes and thank you beautiful holiday season <laughs> that's right <laughs> and yes thank you so much and we will look forward to connecting again <laughs> take care everyone bye take care bye, bye.